As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 40 of Pixel Feed Radio and I have my friend here, David Hanscom. David, how you doing? Doing good, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. For those of you that don't know, uh, David is a traveling event DJ and he actually helps wedding professionals build their businesses as well, which is, uh, I think that's really cool because, uh, you know, uh, well, I'm old now, but when we were in our 20s and 30s and being in South Florida, I always joke around that everybody's a DJ. And everybody wants to, uh, you know, obviously make it big and get gigs and all that good stuff, you know, depending on what type of, of DJ are you, but they don't really know how to get out there, how to market themselves. And I really like how you've done it so far. So that's why I wanted to have you on so you can share with everybody your story, how you got started and how, how you got to where you're at today. So let, let's start with the background, how like music's part of your life, I'm assuming, since you were a kid, right? <laughs> yeah. So first of all, thanks a lot for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. And Absolutely. so interestingly enough, I originally wanted to play sports. You can kind of tell by the influence behind me here. Yeah. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of an older guy too, when you can tell that guy's my influence. You know, it's funny you bring that up. I'm not really a sports guy. And, yeah. uh, you know, I watch like games when we're out with friends at a bar or something, you know, but I don't watch sports at home. And when the Michael Jordan documentary came out, the Bulls documentary, I literally sat down and watched every single episode. And my wife is like, huh? I'm like, no, you don't understand. Michael Jordan. <laughs> I was, I watch every Michael Jordan game because, I mean, it's ins if you watch the doc, obviously, you know how focused the guy, he was amazing. He still is. So anyway, sorry. I just had to throw that in there. No, that's okay. No, that's fine. Well, what's funny too is like people always ask me, you know, have you met him? Would you want to meet him? And I actually don't want to, uh, just because I, be I believe in the old myth that you should never meet your heroes. You know what I mean? So, so I'm like, you know, uh, when you watch the documentary and you hear other things about him, you're like, oh, I don't know, maybe I don't want to meet him. I, I like my own version of yeah, it in my head. That's so funny is. because I watched it. I'm like, I don't, I don't ever want to meet him. You can tell like, he's just one of those people that all he cared about was basketball and he, he didn't care about the fame. And you know, when you see that level of success that everywhere you step into, it's like a mob of people. I mean, I would get annoyed right. too, you know, 
my favorite band since I was a kid, it's Metallica. And now they're older, so they're more chill. But I used to hear, you know, stories about Hetfield just being a total dick. I'm like, no, I don't want to meet him. Like, because it will shatter my whole image of the, you know, that I grew up with still to this day. I think I could do it today because it's more chill now. But uh, yeah, man, it's, it's one of those things, right? Absolutely. Well, and, and to that point, so sports is what I really wanted to do. You know, when I was in high school, I played baseball, basketball. I mean, pretty much if you had a uniform, I played it. And, uh, but I ended up having to have reconstructive surgery on both of my ankles before I even got out of high school. So yeah, so my parents kind of, and I, I essentially had to learn how to walk three times in my life. It's like, you know, obviously as a child, and then every time they did surgery on my ankle, I had to literally learn how to walk again. So it was an interesting uh, phase of my life, if you will. And my parents were great people, uh, really supportive, but they weren't like, you know, hey, let's get healed up and get you back out on the field. It kind of turned into more like, a, well, what else do you like to do? And I'm like, okay, well, I like music. I like being a class clown. And they're like, well, why don't you look into being a DJ or something like that? And and at that point in time, it was really only radio. Uh, my dad was in the military, so we were stationed at, in Bermuda of all places, which was a really cool place to to go to. It was a very small school. I was I was in a school of like 127 people, and that's seventh through twelfth grade to put some perspective on that, right? So it was a, it was a small group, small, small excuse me, small school. Um, but I started looking into radio and television production and that's kind of where all of that started. It's where all of this started. And initially I was working in radio and I loved working in radio, but realistically, not a lot of people in money or not a lot of people in radio make a lot of money. So, um, you know, I started floundering around a little bit, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I just was lucky enough to run into some people that were into the, uh, events and wedding space of DJing. And so that really started appealing to me. And I said, let me check this out. Let me give this a go and see what happens. And so I started really like networking with all these different companies around town and then some other companies in my state. And I really kind of said to all of them, like, I think this is something I really want to do one day on my own. Um, but luckily enough, luckily enough, when I was that younger, when I was younger back then, I knew that I didn't know anything about business, but I knew a business was important. So I was like, I'd really like to learn that end of it at the same time. And I'm wanting to tell you this up front, me talking to the owners of these companies. I want to tell you this up front because I want you to know this is my plan. I don't want to steal any of your secrets. I don't want to steal any of your clients. I don't want you to feel like I'm ever doing anything behind your back. So I'm telling you up front, this is what I want to do. Well, um, some of them were like, you know, get the hell out of here, kid. <laughs> you're, not the, you're not the guy, you're not the guy we're looking for. Right. Um, but some of them, you know, some of them were very um, uh, receptive to that. And I think respected the fact that even at a young age, I was willing to say, I want to learn from you. But I'm telling you now that one day I might become your competitor. That might mean nothing. That might mean something I don't know. But I'm just letting you know, like, this is where I want to be. That's a bossy move, too. That's a bossy move, but it's a good move. Yeah, I never, I never did that. I never did the whole uh, you know, work for you for free, uh, just to learn the ropes type of deal. I mean, I was lucky at, you know, I grew up in a, in a household. My dad had, you know, his own business. It was a pretty big company. So I will hang out with him in his office, like since I was a, a baby. So I was in all the meetings and all that stuff. And that's who I, that's essentially my mentor. And then later on in life, when I got into digital and marketing, advertising, and all that stuff, then I have other mentors that I met, you know, throughout the years. And, you know, some I, I paid, you know, some of them I still have sure. in my life and they literally take it to a whole new level. So that's something that, you know, I just had a kid. I, I, I'm definitely going to teach him that. I was like, you need to find somebody that's in the field that you want to go into and you better get in front of them and beg them to let them intern for you for free. And you're going to eat shit for I don't know how long, but <laughs> that's what you're going to do. No, you're not kidding. 
you're not kidding. Like I, I joke with guys all the time that when I first started DJing, there were some events where it cost me more money and gas to go there and come back home than I actually got paid to do the event. But the life experience that came from the event and the, the business acumen that came from the event was well worth that money. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, now I'm 20 plus years into my career and I probably still spend at least two or $3,000 a year on education because I think it's that important. I think it's super important that we continue to keep educating ourselves and continue to keep learning. Yeah, I never stop either. I mean, I have, again, I, I, I choose a new mentor every year depending on, on what part of my career I'm focusing on. Because I believe, you know, there's different experts out there and I have the means and the access to pretty much pay for it. So it's and, you know, you know who the big players are in your in your field. And, you know, I mean, every time that I pay these top guys, you know, whatever I pay, I'm not going to say I'm not going to throw numbers right now, but it has paid like a hundred times over just with like, you know, some of them, it's not like a big secret. Here's the secret. And no, it's just like, this is what you got to do. And, and once you do this, it'll, it'll click and it will work. It's basically a shortcut, but there's never, you know, one thing I learned, especially in digital marketing, there's no big secret. I mean, you know, it's just putting the, 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 the parts together. And with me, at least, the way I learn is like, I take all this information, I take all these courses and stuff like that. And you think you're, you're getting the grasp of it, or at least with me, this is the way I learned. Like, I think I'm, I'm getting it all in my head. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then like a month later, everything just clicks. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I thought I knew it, but now I really know. Uh, so that's why like you should never, never stop learning. I agree with you hundred percent of that. Well, and, and I think the other thing too, like, uh, there, there's a, a guy in my, in my world that his name is Randy Bartlett and Randy is, uh, I'm just going to move this screen over here so I can look this way. <laughs> no, I, you're like good, I, keep man. You're good. <laughs> I keep looking down cause it's like down here. So I'm going to, I'm going to move my screen over here. So at least I'm no, looking, I think I'm throwing you off because I'm looking to the other screen right here. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. But there, there's a, uh, there's a guy in our, in, in my space called Randy Bartlett and he talks about the 1% solution. And, and it's really intriguing to think that you're you're literally just kind of 1% away from being that much better every day. And I think sometimes people want to grow like uh, you know accelerate and maximize their growth and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I also think if you can stay on a path of even just growing 1% at a time, then your long-term growth and also your long-term sustainability is there because you've really kind of built a solid foundation and you're not kind of building this rocky foundation on like, you know, quick some in some arenas, the word black hat methods might be used. You know what I mean? Like you're not really building on those methods. You're really building on a more solid foundation that has a smaller per increment growth, but a larger per increment sustainability. Yeah, no, that, that makes, that, that makes a hundred percent sense right there. So so how did you, okay, so you were doing that and you started working under, under these people, learning from them. So what was the next step? Obviously you were learning. So what was the, the next step after that? I think for me, the next step was just finally figuring out when was the right time for me to branch out on my own. That's a tough decision and, too. Yeah. And I think the answer to that question was when I when I realized that, um, that I was kind of being held back. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back in this situation that I was in to really accelerate to where I wanted to be. Because a lot of times, when, and, and you know, this could happen even with somebody working with me, potentially, I would hope not. But a lot of times when you work with other people, you learn more what not to do than you learn what to do, right? And so eventually you get to the point where you're like, okay, I think I've done a pretty good job of figuring this out. So I want to just go ahead and do it on my own. And I think for me, it was just one of those times where I had to say, look, if I don't do it now, I'm probably never going to do it. And I'm going to regret that decision forever. So I'd rather go out and just try and do it. And if I fail, I fail. I'll figure something else out. You know what I'm saying? But uh, that, that's kind of what I did. And, and I just never really looked back. I mean, I, I'm still am friends with a lot of those guys uh, that, I, that I worked with way back when. And some of them are not in the business anymore. I mean, they were in the business for a long time up to the point when I met with them. So, you know, 20 years now, some of those guys are just out of the business and everything. But uh, I, I never forget where I came from. And I was always, you know, I always wanted to be genuine to the people that gave me a chance. And I would remember when I did events, there'd be times where I'd have three or four different business cards because I was subcontracting for all of these different companies. And it'd be like, okay, which company am I working for tonight? I want to make sure I give the I want to make sure I give the right business card out if anybody so asks you, me. So you you went it. into events straight right away, right? Which yeah. is Yeah, like right out of right out of high yeah, school. Yeah, so that's man. not an easy, especially right out of high school, that's not an e an easy niche to get into because you got to get you got to try to land these clients and try to get these these uh, gigs. Well one you have competition. You're always going to have competition. But then I, I would imagine, also, I don't know how old are you, but what year was this? This was in 1990. So I, I, I don't mind telling you. Yeah, I mean, I'm 48. So you were cold calling, knocking on doors, right? Calling, calling, faxing, you know, the old school fax machine stuff, man. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, man, you grew up like me, like hardcore sales. So that, that brings you down a notch. You know, I think people have it a little bit easier with social media and all that stuff, which is, you know, what I specialize now into. But I mean... That's the reason why I know what I'm doing because I went through the analog phase of real sales through like cold calling, knocking on doors. I've been kicked out of places, you know, hung up on. And that's not easy, man. That's a lot of rejection. It takes a special kind of individual to deal with that and make it. So, you know, what a lot of people do, they try to uh, lower their prices to compete. But 
Yeah, that's the worst thing you can do. You got to show more value and how you can do better. So what did you do to try, you know, to beat the guys that, you know, were, were more, uh, I don't, I don't want to say experienced, but, you know, uh, they've been around for a lot longer than you have to give you the, you know, they're like, oh, this is a kid, I guess, you know, how, how did you talk him into giving you the opportunity? So really two things. Number one, and I think this is, so these two things, like if, 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 People that are listening right now are interested in getting into doing what I'm doing. This might be the two most important things you hear this entire conversation. So number one, I realized really quickly that I'm in that I'm in the people business. I'm not in the music business. I'm in the people business. And what I provide is a music service, right? And and so you you have to almost be like a chameleon, which is a word that I used one time when uh, when I did an interview for a magazine, and they said, "Can you describe yourself and your business in one word?" And I said, "The, the first word I could think of was chameleon, because you really have to blend in. Some people you work with are going to be uh, the same personality as you; they're going to have the same likes and dislikes as you. And then there's going to be other people that are just really difficult to deal with. And I don't know if I can cuss on the show, but there's going to be some people that are, that are just real assholes." You know what I mean? And so, yeah, no, I know. Trust you, me. Yeah. So you have to understand that you have to find a way to blend in with all of those people. You also have to figure out who your customer isn't so you can stay away from those people. But sometimes those are the people with the best financial opportunity as well. So then you're weighing out is the financial opportunity worth kind of dealing with the, the ancillary stuff that comes along with it. So number one, really being a, pe- a people person. Number two, um, Number two, I think, is just understanding that um, you know I would go to I would go to like uh, event coordinators or people that were planning these events, and I would say, listen, I know that you have your top person that you that you like to work with, and I and I'm a new guy. You don't know me from Adam. I can't even begin to make you think that you would want to have anything to do with me. But here's what I do ask you to do: There's going to be a point in time where your number one guy or girl is not going to be available, and when that time happens, I hope that you'll think about me. I hope that you'll reach out to me and I hope you'll say, hey, David, I want to give you a chance. You know, and that's really how I built my business, honestly, is I just kept paying my dues, man. I just kept paying my dues. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I got all my clients back in the day. It was like, you know, you knew that you weren't going to just knock out the top guy that they had, they always went to. And then, you know, luckily I had a way of doing things that brought back more value. So once I had that opportunity, you know, to, you know, that the guy couldn't do it or whatever. And then we went in and did it. It's like, we knocked it out of the park. And then at that point it was like 50, 50, slowly pushing the other guy out, you know, because they get compliant, you know, and what they're doing and they're no, they don't keep, they don't keep innovating. Right. Or, or moving forward. Um, that's really cool. So, all right. So you got the experience from there. Obviously you're gaining all this experience once you started working. And then at one point did you decide, Hey, you know what? I can help others like me in the wedding industry, you know, with their own businesses, because this is the thing I've dealt with bands. I dealt with people in the music industry for digit for advertising and marketing, you know, like they're putting an album out and they want to do this huge social media campaign and promoters and all that stuff. And listen, I deal with graphic designers too, for the marketing side of things. There's some of the most talented people that I know in the world and a lot of them work for me and I love them to death because they make some cool ass shit, even like tattoo artists. But when it comes to the business side of things, they're horrible and it makes total sense because that's not their deal. So I'm assuming, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there's a million horror stories 
of people who are trying to do what they do and they get screw left and right where they don't get paid at the end of the night or you know they owe who knows how much in taxes or you know uh, so is that what made you you know you saw people making the mistakes is that what made you try to help people too that's why i started this channel and this podcast because i see the horror you know left and right well one of the things i realized really quickly is that um this industry lets anybody in and it quickly lets everybody out and you know, if you don't find a way to be able to sustain being in the industry, and I use that that term sustainability a lot, you know, if, if you don't figure out how to do that, your talent alone is not going to allow you to do that. Because here's what happens. Either, you know, yeah, you might be able to stay talent, you might be able to be talented and work for a long time. But I can assure you, if you don't have your businesses, your, you know, business in order, and your financial situation in order, you're going to get burnout, you're not going to be able to do it. And, and that's, I mean, realistically, that's one of the main reasons why people in the event industry get out as quickly as they get in is because number one, they get burnt out because they're working their asses off and they're doing something they love to do until they don't love to do it anymore. And then when they don't love to do it anymore and it becomes a job to them, and then they realize they're not getting paid enough money to even make it a job. Then they're like, shit, I don't even want to do this anymore. When you could have, you know, kind of reverse engineered it and went back and said, okay, what kind of lifestyle do I want to live? What are my bills? What kind of paycheck do I want to pay myself? Okay, now I know what kind of money I need to make every year. What is a realistic amount of events that I can work? And again, just kind of re reverse engineering and using some thought process of what really kind of seems like it makes sense in order to realistically, you know, create a budget, create a plan, create a business plan for yourself. And I just think that so many people get involved in the events and in the wedding industry, and they're great at what I call their deliverable. So my deliverable earlier, as I said, is music, DJing. But whether you're a cake baker, whether you're a planner, whether you're a photographer, whether you're a videographer, whether you're an officiant, doesn't matter. That's your deliverable. And you're really good at that usually. And you're going to find a way to understand how to really do that. But if you don't take the time to focus on what I like to call the non-sexy stuff, which is all the behind the scenes that nobody ever gets to see you do, then your sustainability uh, percentage significantly decreases. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, accounting is not fun. Taxes is not fun. And dealing with the business side of things is not fun. Luckily, I got into a point where I don't, I mean, I don't really have to deal with it, but I still have to deal with it because I'm the one who has the last decision at the end, you know? And do I like dealing with that? No, I don't. I just want to concentrate on what's fun for me. But it, I think the biggest mistake that people do when, and that's any type of business, especially in the music industry and, and, you know, like live gigs and stuff like that is that they undervalue themselves, you know, they go out there and they, they're just so desperate to catch that client or that customer that they just cut their value by three quarters just to get that client. And I'm telling you guys, it's not worth it. I understand I was there at one point when I was desperate to get clients or whatever, and it sucks because those clients that you're dropping that price all the way to the ground just to get the gig are, the, are gonna be the most high maintenance, annoying clients you can ever have, and they're never gonna be happy. Sorry, so, I was going to say, I've never seen an industry where so often the quickest race in the industry is to the bottom. And that's a sad, you know, it's a sad thing. Uh, like, like you said, and, and, you know, I had a buddy of mine who once said, David, always remember, this is the show business, not the show friends. It's okay to be friendly with people before and after you, you have an event or whatever. But at the end of the day, this is a business. And, 
you you know a lot of times you have two different types of clients. So you have the you have the like the wedding, the personal client where this money that they've saved up or their parents have saved up, somebody has saved up this money or taken out a loan or whatever the hell they've done. But this event is so personal to them. And the financial attachment to that event is so personal to them as well. And it's easy for us to fall into that trap of, oh, I want to do nice and I want to make them happy and all that other, you know, rainbows and unicorn shit. But at the end of the day, like it's still business. It's still a business transaction between you and them. And you can be friendly with them. But again, this is not the show friends. This is the show business. And if you can establish that up front, then you can eliminate a lot of the headaches that could come along with making other alternative choices. And talking about business, you know, when you're starting a business, you also want to, you know, you want to service your clients. You want to take care of your clients, right? Like, I'm not going to get into this whole story. But when we got married, our wedding planner had like, the most amazing reviews all over the place. And there was a million things going on in our lives. And when my wife brought it up to me, it's like, well, she has good reviews. You want to meet with her? I'm like, I'm like, sure. And, you know, I was just like, sure, just let's just get it out of the way because I don't care. And, and the lady, first of all, she didn't show up on the wedding night. She was supposed to be there. So there was nobody to guide us throughout the wedding night. So I didn't even eat at my own wedding because I spent the whole night talking to people and drinking at every chance I had. But uh, but anyway, I guess they were supposed to like, you know, cover this whole thing. That never happened. They were supposed to take the decorations out from the night, the previous night that were still hanging. I didn't notice this thing because, you know, I'm not into you know, I wasn't. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm paying attention to all this shit. So, uh, and then to top it all off, the videographer completely screwed us. Uh, the guy had good reviews or something, then hired somebody off Craigslist, gave him a camera and said, go record. And we have, we don't have half of our wedding and the footage that we have is horrible. Like it's, it's not even us like getting married. It's like the, the camera was somewhere else. So anyway, long story short, the whole thing was a nightmare. My wife was completely pissed off. And then when I went to her, I was like, listen, you screwed up. You screwed up. I want at least half of my money back or you guys are in deep shit because I can do a lot of damage online to you, like for your businesses. And then she's a lawyer. They got loud with both of us. Like, I, because I, was, I was super nice about it. Dude, I'm in the, I serve clients all the time. So I understand how everything is, but it was clearly nobody gave a shit what they were doing. And 
they pissed off my wife, man. <laughs> Long story short, she's a lawyer. And let's just say those two businesses don't exist anymore. So, you know, it's like, it's about servicing. All they had to do was show up and do what they were supposed to do. That was it. <laughs> you know, that was it. Well, and, and that, that story right there is a prime example of what I'm talking about when, you know, you're in the people business. And at the end of the day, you know, everybody wants to be professional at what they do. But I think sometimes the... The being a professional doesn't mean being perfect. And this is not something that I came up with on my own. I've, I've heard, you know, somebody actually passed this on to me. So being professional is not about being perfect, but it's about being able to do the best that you're capable of doing and then man up or woman up when you make a mistake. We're human beings. We're going to make mistakes. The more that you can eliminate, the better off you are. But if you, if you at least man up, woman up and say, look, I screwed the pooch on this one, you know, whatever. How do we make it right? Do I give you your money back? Is that, you know, is that worth it to you? Sorry, I think I think my camera just went out on me here. Sorry about that. I'll get that right back it's up. It's all right. I can still hear you. So, uh, the, you know, it's one of those things that I grew up well, but I always had jobs growing up. And uh, one of the, you know, I worked in the service industry. I bartended in college. I did retail. You know what I mean? So I know how shitty people can be. And I understand how, like, annoying people can be. So I'm a pretty easygoing guy. And it's like, dude, all you have to do is just show up and do what you were supposed to do. That's it. That's all we were asking for. And But then, you know, when people don't realize they're screwing up, that's when you really piss me off. And that's, you know. Well, and oftentimes people have to remember in our industry, man, this is this is like a live television show. When you do events, it's like a live TV show. You can't go back and redo it. It's one time. A wedding, it's one time. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's only one so time. You have to you have to be on point. And you 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 shouldn't just jump in because you think you're gonna make, you know, sick bank or you know, whatever Uncle whatever Uncle Rico said <laughs> in Napoleon Dynamite, yeah, right? Yeah. Like you can't you can't just jump in for those reasons. Like you've really got to take the time to pay your dues and understand what really is involved. It's not just showing up and playing music and people wanting your take selfies with you and sign autographs and shit like that. Like, you know, you you really there is a business side to it. One thing that that we learned throughout the whole experience was that apparently like the the whole wedding industry when it comes to the it, it's flyby businesses left and right because people are just scamming left and right or they don't do their job so they think they can do it. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but apparently it's like a huge deal. You know better than I do. Well, here's what it is, Christian. I'll tell you, the thing is that it, the, the path of entry is basically you decide, you know, you see this in wedding planning a lot and I'm not discrediting any wedding planners, but you see it a lot where it's like, oh, I plan my own wedding, so I'm just going to be a wedding planner right. now, you know? And, and there's more to it than that. But, but anybody can do that. And anybody could say, hey, I'm going to go down. Well, at this point, you could just do it online. You don't even have to go down to anywhere. I'm going to order, you know, I'm going to order a DJ setup. I'm going to go to, you know, pick your favorite business card on lawandplace.com and get some business cards that say I'm a professional DJ. And sadly, the end client, if, if you, if, as long as you learn the right things to say, the end client doesn't even know the difference between you and somebody like myself who's been doing it for as long as I have and really does understand the business. So it's, it, it really is kind of, um, sad in, in, in some ways and disappointing that the industry hasn't evolved more throughout the years to kind of el eliminate some of that. There's small pockets of people who really try to, but as a whole, the industry really is still kind of far behind when it comes to those kind of things. And one thing I noticed, and this is when, when we're going to go in, get into my world, which is all digital marketing, advertising, which you're doing absolutely amazing job at it, obviously. Um, you have the podcast, you're doing the Facebook lives, you're everywhere online. So at one point did you, 
did you make the switch of like, you know what, I got to take this digital and make people come to me? Like, what was the light bulb, you know, when the light bulb, the light bulb moment, I should say? To be honest with you, a lot of it is stuff I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I think the reason why I finally decided to do it, to be honest with you, is mostly um, when COVID came around. And our industry pretty much just got shut down. Like, we, were, we weren't doing anything. And, you know, you went from you never ever saw guys online DJing to like every single person that's ever a DJ, whether they're a bedroom DJ or they're Steve Aoki or anywhere in between, like everybody is DJing online. And I I even kind of fell into that bug for a little while, but I was like, you know, this is not really productive. I mean, yes, it's kind of fun for the people that follow me and stuff like that, but I feel like my time can be served much better. And it's always been in the back of mind. I, I mentioned earlier, like the people that really taught me, the one thing that they always said to me is, one day it's going to be your job to give back to the industry what the industry has given to you. So I just looked at it at a point where um, the, the the gentleman who hosts my podcast and my Facebook Live with me, which, by the way, it's not only a Facebook Live now, it's a YouTube Live and a Twitch Live. Like we keep every week, I feel like we keep stepping our game up with it, which is a lot of a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Um, but he he's brand new in the industry. So he's a videographer. And when we started our podcast, we called our podcast The Rookie and the Vet. And we thought, what a, what a great name for the podcast you've got, because you've got a guy who's brand new in the industry and you got a guy who's a veteran, been around for a while in the industry. And so a lot of our conversations are from two different perspectives, somebody who's brand new and somebody who's been around for a long time. And it's really a good dynamic. And so that was the original concept of our podcast. And then we just kind of evolved that into the weekly live program that we're doing now, and then kind of rebranded the podcast. And we're getting ready to relaunch the podcast. And then podcast is going to be a little bit more like what we're doing here, where we're really interviewing people from all walks of life, entrepreneurs from all different walks of life, which naturally we want to have you reciprocate and come on with us sometime. And just and just talk about their come up. Talk about, you know, what made you want to get in the business you're in in the first place? You know, what struggles have you gone through? What advice can you give people? And just hearing these stories of sometimes frustration, a lot of times success, but more importantly, reality, and not just the sometimes fluff that you see on social media. Um, it, it, I just think it's going to be really inspiring. So we just kind of really kicked that off this year, and we're having a lot of fun doing it. And we really just want to build a community of people that uh, synergistically, one half of the community is a, a group of people who are either getting started or maybe struggling with their business, and they want to learn, and they want to grow. They just don't know where to go. And the other half of the group is people who want to help those people. And so creating that community that synergistically works together and their outcome is that the industry as a whole gets strengthened uh, as time goes on, hopefully. I think uh, I like that you have that dynamic and you you bring the reality check into the question because that's what I do with my channel on the podcast that, you know, I'm just straight up front about it that you know, especially with social media, Instagram and everything is that people like to show off the success, but they don't show you how long it took there. Okay. There's a few people in the industry that I admire. And at first I'm like, you know, we'll get pissed off. I'm like, how the fuck are they doing this? And it's like, they're doing the same thing that I'm doing. But you know, it was when I, when I was first getting into the industry, the digital industry, and I'm like, and now that I know this guy's personally, it's like, uh, yeah, they were doing it for 15 years before me, <laughs> you know, building to it, you know, it, it's, 
Well, and and that's what Nick and I not not to cut you off, but that that made me think about it. like Nick is the guy who hosts it with me, and that's Nick and I talk about all, all the time. And I always say, you know, Nick, remember this is your first year, man. There's there's things that that I have experienced actually before you were even born. Yeah. In, in this industry, uh, because he's a young dude. I mean, he's only 25, 26 year old, 26 years old himself. Um, you know, I graduated high school before he was born type of a thing. Right. So like, there's just life experiences that I've been through that you're just going to have to go through them to understand what you're dealing with. It's not, a, it's not a process you can accelerate. I can try to help you accelerate it, but there's some lessons that just come with experience. I have a, I have a student of mine where I coach with, uh, with Facebook ads and, and his store that he launched like a year ago. And uh, he gets, he, 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 he reminds of how I used to be because I used to come like, you know, like I'll share like some of my numbers, you know, live with him. So he sees what I'm doing and he sees my numbers and he tries to compare. I'm like, dude, you can't compare my knowledge to what you have. You're, you're getting there, but it, it's it's an unfair yeah, fight. An, I've been doing this for a long time, and even before digital, so I have like all this knowledge. And he's like, "But I see all this stuff on Instagram." I'm like, "Dude, reality check. South Florida, where I'm at, I can go literally down the block and rent a Lambo for 500 bucks for a few hours for the day, and go down South Beach and take a shitload of pictures in front of like the." Literally, there's a mansion at every corner. You don't even have to live in the mansion. Or you can go to an open house and take a million pictures in one day and then spread them out through social media. And a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. And these kids believe it's real. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> you know? Now, don't get me wrong. Is there the exception to the rule? Absolutely. I know kids who are like 22 and like, oh my God, they blow my mind because they're just on a different level. It's just... It's, you know, it's a reality. Some, it's just the way you're wired, man. Some people are just meant to be super successful from the get-go and some are not. And that's okay too. There's nothing wrong with that. It's all, you know, I sound super cheesy, but it's about the journey, even though the journey sometimes sucks. You know what I mean? But uh, I can tell you right now, once you start making a certain amount of money, it's <laughs> it's like, okay, I can buy this now. Awesome. You know, you, you, you always want more, you know, without a doubt. But it gets to, I think there, it gets to, at least for me, it got to a point where it's just like, bills are paid, I'm happy. You know what I mean? It's like, I can go out and not worry about, you know, how much I'm going to spend, you know, for dinner and drinks or, you know, stupid stuff like that. You know, like used to, I used to, you know, when I was broke, I used to like, oh my God, man, I just spent a hundred dollars in dinner and drinks. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, and now it's like, you don't have to worry about it. That's what, I think that's where you get, you got to get to that level where you don't worry about bills. And that's what, what I believe true happiness is. Living below your means and just being that 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 peace of mind that you wake up, you do what you'd love to do, which in your case is music events and all that stuff and helping other people as well. And then you go to bed, you know, with no stress, man. <laughs> I mean, that's the way I look at it, at least. Well, I think I think it's important to understand that, number one, the only life you live is your life. You don't live anybody else's life. Um, you're not, your circumstances are never going to be the same circumstances as anybody else's. There may be similarities, but there's always going to be variances because we're all individuals. And that's a great thing about human beings, all being individuals. Um, number two, like the old, uh, notorious BIG and, and bad boys song, more money, more problems. Sometimes it's great to have more money, but that doesn't always, uh, that doesn't always equate to happiness either. Right. It's more problems. It really is. It really is. I mean, they're not like horrible problems, but it's like, I'm not a celebrity, so it's not, you can't compare it to that, but you get accountants, taxes, then business bullshit. It's it just, the more you grow, the more headaches you're going to have. I mean, that's, that's just the reality of it, you know?
And you just have to be careful who you take advice from. Uh, I think one of the best things that somebody ever told me was don't ever take advice from somebody who's doing less than you are, doing financially less than you are, doing professionally less than you are. Don't ever take advice from those right. people because there's nothing they can tell you probably that's going to help. No, absolutely not, man. Listen, man, we're out of town. We've been going for a while here, but I loved having you on. Uh, I love what you're doing. Uh, obviously, you're, you're taking everything everything digital with the podcast and everything up uh you know, for the helping the businesses and the industry, you know, achieve their dreams as well. So where can everybody find you? So I can put the link in, links in the description as well. Absolutely. So for the podcast, if you just go on any any podcast listening, Apple, Spotify, anywhere, it's just look up the rookie and the vet and that you'll see a picture of me and Nick right on there. It'll be easy to know that's us. And then for our live shows, it is Wedding Business Growth. And that can be found on Facebook. That can be found on YouTube. That can be found on Twitch. Uh, any one of those p- platforms, you'll be able to find Wedding Business Growth. And we usually do that every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, but sometimes we we have to switch the switch the date and time, maybe based on our our guest or whatever. But we try to be as consistent with that as we can. Well, I'll put the links in the description for all the social media platforms, so everybody can keep up with the schedule and when you're going live and all that good stuff. Listen, David, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I will definitely have gonna have you back at some point. And uh, if you ever need anything, always feel free to reach out. Thank you so much. And for for those of you guys watching on YouTube, make sure to. Uh, Smash that like button and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to that podcast, make sure to subscribe. Thanks, David. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, bud. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.